Cherry Printers are an established printing company that produce quality products at sensible prices. From cash receipts and invoice books to GDPR-compliant confidential visitor signing books, they have it all. For more information, visit cherryprinters.co.uk. Cherry Printers. Besides the spotlight. Seb Bailey is still near the beginning of what is looking to be a very promising career in radio broadcasting and British nightlife culture. With a wealth of experience in the industry, including covering breakfast shows on commercial radio and producing for some of the most respected radio presenters for multiple stations, to performing in festival tents with capacity crowds. Currently based at Summer Valley FM, a community station in North East Somerset and presenting over 17 hours of radio a week, Seb has helped the station to develop their daytime output with beneficial adjustments to their music rotation and imagery, as well as building the audience to their daytime afternoon part with his entertaining and energetic on-air personality. As well as his commitment to Summer Valley FM, Seb can also be found covering for presenters across the Hitch Radio Network on a regular basis and also on BBC Radio 1. Away from radio, Seb is the resident DJ at Ashton Gate Stadium, Sub 13 in Bath and also Bristol's Wenger Lounge. His focused and driven approach enables him to balance multiple responsibilities and thrive in high-pressure environments. In his career so far, Seb's also worked with the likes of UKRD and Celador Radio. He can also be found at multiple festivals throughout the summer months, including Glastonbury and Secret Garden Party. You are listening to Besides the Spotlight with me, Finley Ratsnet, talking to Seb Bailey. Besides the Spotlight with Finley Ratnet. Finley Ratnet, joined by Seb Bailey. Seb, thank you very much for coming on. So, probably at all, mate. It's great to meet you. It's great to talk. So, what were your hobbies or interests as a teenager? What did you want to do? Um, it's a weird one. As a teenager, I kind of had a massive love for trains uh so very much enjoyed anything mechanical and um kind of then growing up i had lots of issues sleeping and i developed a real love for music and overnight radio in particular when i was in early secondary school Hmm. um which is kind of what started this weird journey i've ended up on of finding my way into radio and we'll come on to the presenting side of the things in a moment but djing Hmm. tell me about that uh djing wise um (laughs) That was really weird. So that all started when I used to ride BMX bikes. So I used to always go to what is now Motion Nightclub, used to be a skate park. And I used to go there, ride my BMX all the time. And when it came to that, I'd uh, quite often hear mixes recorded from their club nights in the skate park there. Uh, Got interested in drum and bass music particularly, started Mm. mixing. Um, Would give them recordings of what I've learned to mix back. And then had my first DJ set there when I was 14 years old. And you've got some experience working at various stations. Is it difficult moving yeah. from station to station, considering the different ways that they operate? It's something, it's a fine art to kind of almost leave a certain way of working at a door sometimes. Because like my most regular station up here on is Summer Valley FM, um, which is a hyper local station. Everything's very relaxed in, in kind of like, you have a lot of freedom of what you do on each show. Mm. Um, and sometimes in the nicest way, that means that you kind of step back and you get relaxed with yourself. So for example, this week I'm on hits radio a week and the sudden change in pace of presenting a link like on Monday kind of hit me like a train. Cause you're suddenly you're relearning or you're re-remembering stuff that you're used to. So every station's so different in sound and culture 
Um, it can be a bit difficult, but also it really helps, I think, hopefully make you better overall and build skill sets in the form of almost being a bit of a chameleon to be able to fit in anywhere. <laughs> and what about in terms of phone numbers and things? Because I only present on one local radio station, Community yeah. Radio. But I listen to Radio Bristol so often that one time I accidentally almost gave out the Radio Bristol phone number. What's that like when you're moving from station to station? It's happened. It has <laughs> happened. I, I can't lie. I don't know if the boss has ever heard it at the time. Uh, back in March, I was doing a lot of different stations over and over throughout a week. And um, I... I have said, or did once say, I corrected myself once I realised what I did, but I did once say um, the WhatsApp number for Radio 1 on another station and <laughs> have have once said the wrong station name on not this station, on another one. Um, and it's sometimes it's an honest mistake and sometimes you're just not concentrating it's embarrassing when it happens, particularly if um, a listener pulls you up on it. And you mentioned that you had trouble sleeping, you found your love for music mm. and then sort of found your love for radio. How did you get into radio from the you know the first thing you did? Was that community radio? or? Um, yeah, community radio is where I started. Um, so my love for radio obviously grew from knowing I was part of a community of overnight listeners, that of people that obviously either weren't able to sleep like me or were working, so couldn't like weren't allowed to sleep as such. Mm. Um, and... So that's where I was like, this is really cool. And then from DJing, uh, my brain went, all of the best DJs in the world have a radio show. So I approached some of Ali FM and said, you guys need a drum and bass show. And from that point onwards, I started radio presenting their weekly drum and bass show, which turned into a Saturday night hit show, followed by a, um, followed by during COVID, when I was furloughed from my nine to five job, uh, a full time drive time presenter as such so anyone interested in becoming a radio presenter or working in radio would you recommend that as a, a good first step community radio yeah 100 percent. it's it's amazing because community radio it, it's always sometimes looking from the outside in it's seen as something it's just like uh, the ways i've heard it described is where you get doris's flower show and stuff like that but ultimately at the end of the day it's where for example people learn valuable life skills whether that's they want media training or whether they want to build more confidence um or kind of uh, learn more social skills uh, but then additionally there's such a hotbed of talent at community radio level talking to a demographic of listeners that really want to hear i know someone from down their road talking mm. as if like they for example some valley fm based in midsummer norton joe davis on breakfast she's amazing because she lives bang smack in the middle of their TSA. So she just like talks as if she was talking to a neighbor and it is essentially talking to your neighbor. And that's, what's brilliant about community radio is that it can really push you to do better. It gives you space to learn a lot. Um, for example, in it's such a privilege to be on air as a presenter on any level. Yeah. Um, uh, as soon as it becomes a career as well, though, there's sometimes added pressures there, like management and production will always support you as a presenter to do the best you can possibly do on their station. Mm -hmm. um, but also you're well aware that sometimes there is limits or not limits. Sorry, that sounds bad. I think 
there's elements of which you're like, oh, should I go there? And sometimes you need to check. And on community radio, <laughs> sounds really bad. I just go there mm. and then hope it goes well because I know I'm enabled to get, not get away with, but develop my skill set by going wrong over making sure I have to do it right the first time yeah. um, because listeners like to have fun. I mean, listeners like to have fun with you everywhere, but listeners absolutely love to have fun um, hearing you mess up, especially on community radio, I've learned. And so you started off in community radio. How did you work yourself yeah. or work your way up to Hits Radio and you did some work on Radio 1 as well? Um, a long, long story short, uh, my friend Pete, um, he is a radio engineer and he knew the uh, people behind Sam FM back before um, Hits Bristol came along. It was Sam FM. A brilliant station, miss it dearly. Um, and essentially, I managed to get a meeting uh, with Downsy, the breakfast presenter at the time. And almost, I, I didn't expect it to be such an official interview, but he absolutely grilled me like, What do you love about radio? Why do you want to come here once a week and uh, make tea for everyone? Um, I, I'm pretty sure I can't remember all of it, but I'm pretty sure that I went down the lines of This is why I love radio, which I've explained to you a second ago. Yeah. And, um, I really just want to see where I end up on this journey. So in short, they gave me a one day a week opportunity. Um, and then I never left. <laughs> I just chose to stay and then eventually got uh, a job in S&P, which is sponsorship and promotions. So that's more marketing and on-air sponsorship size of things of sales, um, liaising with programming a lot as well for competitions. Mm. Um, and then when it came to... Um, uh, what you call it, when it came to COVID being around, I was furloughed from that job, um, which was scary, like it was yeah. for everyone. No one really knew what was going on. But because I don't like sitting there and doing nothing, I was given an opportunity to take up that time volunteering with Summer Valley FM uh, to be day-in, day-out drive time presenter, which started off as very specialist, lots of crunch and roll links, everything was really quick. And then I was sat down by station manager, Rich, who just went, Seb, you've got to put your personality into it, which pushed me into kind of the direction I'm going now. Um, did that for all of lockdown, plus longer. Applied for Radio 1's presenter search around Christmas. Somehow got a call back. I genuinely thought it was a scam call to start with and someone was uh, taking the mick. <laughs> um, and then, yeah, it kind of... I think I just got very, very lucky to then be given more opportunities from that point onwards. Um, it's difficult to pin it down to one specific thing. So, yeah, I think a lot of luck came from me being heard at the right place at the right time. And then it's developed into me being able to have momentum behind me to continue to getting jobs and be seen as a presenter. Mm. Um as well as the kid who made tea at Sam FM. Oh God, what? What am I? Twenty-five. Twenty. Uh, started at eighteen. Uh, seven years ago. Wow. And it's similar to another question I asked you earlier on. But with all the roles that you do and the different stations you work on, how do you balance the responsibilities and the pressure that comes with it? Uh, <laughs> I would like to say forward planning, mm. um, but I'm awful at that. I'm really bad at life management. Um, that is probably one of my biggest flaws. So if any future bosses are watching or listening to this, please don't pull me up on that. Um, <laughs> Cause I will book stuff in. I'll look at the diary and I'll be like, yes, cool. I can do that. 
Um, but then I will, I'm very good at not looking at my diary again until like a couple of days before that week starts. And I'll mm. be like, oh, I got to be in Manchester on Monday. How am I going to get there? And who's going to look after my dog Milo whilst I'm up there kind of thing. And it somehow all falls into place. Um, and then once the ball's rolling, you just got to keep going with it. And since you're in the hit studio now as we talk, what mm. is your daily routine when preparing for a show on hits? Um, first things first, I always, um, I get in, I look at the log and what I've got to play today. I'll time out the show so that I have enough talk time. Um, there's always a rule, uh, which is to not, uh, is to, if you can avoid it, do not drop songs. So I look at um, working around with edit. We've got some edits of songs and stuff like that. So I, I start off by making sure I've got enough time to talk. Um, I'll look particularly um, where there's new music in the log because particularly hits is massively pop music focused. We love new pop music here. Um, so, for example, I'm really looking forward to playing the new Mimi Webb stuff later. Uh, Miley Cyrus is in pink as well. Um, so then... I'll look at where they are in the log and I'll normally work my talking around those points. And then I'd look at uh, talk points, topics for the day, normally focusing around stuff that's happened in my life personally that you can fit to be relatable. Uh, failing that, my mates and stupid stuff they've been up to. Um, and then last resort is look at my Twitter likes, see if I've liked anything stupid and see if there's a spin on that because... I it is difficult sometimes to suddenly go, oh, yeah, I've been up to this. But yeah. at the same time, I understand you need to let down your walls, but sometimes you do want a bit of private life. And I'm saying that as if I'm like some celebrity like <laughs> Harry Styles. I'm not. I live on a boat just outside of Bath and I have a dog called Milo who's currently sleep farting on the floor. Um, <laughs> and But sometimes something hasn't happened where you're like, you know what, that'll make good radio. So you look look for it in other places. Um and that's what I sometimes find the hardest is when I need to go hunting for content because sometimes you almost expect it to come straight up to you um, and that can't always be the way. Uh, so then I yeah, sit down, um, we'll look at talk points, look at ways I can spin it. A lot of my links focus around the fun side of things or making a, making a bit of a joke or trying to make a listener go, ah, yeah. Um, so then I, could, I try to... Um, just kind of find the perfect route through the story. It's mm. something I've regularly been um, uh, not pulled up on, but have reminded about is a vital link has a beginning, it has a middle and it has an end. Even if you're doing stationality, there are always three points to make in a link. And the last point is the point in which you play the next song. Um, because that's the point where the listener might lose interest or you have a very... It, you've just like nailed your punctuation and how you speak and hopefully someone will go, yes, that was a good link. <laughs> so does that routine, uh, is that the same or similar to other stations or does it differ from station to station? Um, almost the same on every station um, or a variation of when I'm on BBC Radio Bristol, I'm often covering uploads. So that's a special show. So a lot of content, you go in the uploader and you find the content, but the, the content you're talking about is almost provided for you you just need to find a way to passionately talk about it and mm. really pick out the amazing points of what people have given to you to broadcast um so in that sense your um your ins and outs are 
stuff about the artist, things that you feel when you're listening to the music you're playing and stuff like that, um, which goes straight into daytime presenting as well. Because if a listener, if you don't like a song, a listener's going to be able to tell that you don't like the song. Yeah. Um, because, like, I don't know, for example, I'm not the biggest metal fan in the world. I do have love for rock music and, well, all music, really. Um, but if you don't like a song, you're going, oh, that was blah, 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 blah. Then this is going to go, oh, well, why should I like it if you don't? Mm. Um, and I mean, I might be a bit naive in assuming that, but that's how I look at things. But the, there's a general basis of the exact same order across different ways. You look at things you really want to highlight. You look at things that you have to highlight. You take into fact station libraries and things they need you to say. Um and then you plot your show around how much talk time you have in each hour. And what do you do in your spare time? Is that things you do to wind down? Or, I mean, does that passion still <laughs> continue? What do you do? Um, uh, it's a real weird one because sometimes I have, like being a freelancer, work is up and down sometimes. So sometimes I've got lots of time off so I can kind of chill and relax. Uh, I like to just numb my brain and watch TV for a long time. Mm. Um, like, in a weird way, it's not something I I would always do. I, I just enjoy having t- TV on to just kind of like sit there and just forget about the noise of the world because the world is noisy at the moment. Yeah. Um, I love walking my dog Milo. We'll we'll go on an adventure along the river every now and then, um, as well as our daily walks. He gets um, even more excited when he gets in the car and we suddenly find ourselves in the forest because he knows he can run away from me. Um, <laughs> he does come back eventually. It's, it's reassuring. Um, so he does like me somehow. Um, and yeah, so, and general hobbies, I'm just, whenever I can, I do see my friends. It, it, I, I know that sounds weird, me saying it's a hobby. Um, when anyone who's working a full-time job mm. Fully, is fully aware that scheduling to meet up with your mates is near on impossible when you all have responsibilities. Um, so you really have to plan it. So whenever there's a spontaneous availability to do that, I'll prioritize seeing friends, go to the pub, chill with them, um, or um, go watch some sport. I love watching basketball. Um, it's real, real fun sport to watch. Um, I love the footy, but also I work at that. So that's a blend of like work and play coming into play there so sometimes it doesn't switch you off um and other than that i i do yeah i love eating expensive food which is expensive. not good for the bank account <laughs> <laughs> if there's like a good restaurant nearby i've heard about i'll go there at my earliest availability to go and taste it and see if it's any good <laughs> okay so to finish off with what advice would you give young yeah. people who are interested in a job in radio or a job in media in general don't stop trying um the amount of people that I've spoken to that work in the industry over the last, just the last year, because it's really weird. It's only really in the last 12 months that I've broken into be able to be able to do this, which is amazing, mm. which is just cover on various radio stations. And it's such a privilege. And the amount of different colleagues I've come across and I've spoken to and had a similar conversation like we're having now about how did you get here? Like, what did you want to do? Like, what would you tell people to do? And the advice is just don't give up because almost everyone's had a moment where they've either been doubted or doubted themselves i mean i doubt myself almost every day i'm like why the hell am i in here um but i'm lucky enough to be and i'm again radio gods i'm very grateful for that thank you um and um 
yeah, don't just don't stop. If you know you've got something good to bring to the table, then provide it. Um, there's always going to be a way to um, find joy out of doing something that contributes to the industry. So, for example, when I was working S&P um, back in the day, which was mainly off air, at least my brain was going, it's not what you want at the moment forever, but mm. at the moment you're there and you're building to something. And I'd hear my work on air all the time anyway, which would be in the forms of competitions or tags that I help scripts and stuff like that. Um, but if you stop at any point in the form of, I'm, I, I'll stop and maybe I'll give it a go in a few years, I think that's when you start to let the love die down. But if you keep it going for yourself and you keep the love going, then like, what is there to stop you? At some point, someone's going to hear what you have to say and someone's going to say, you know what, let's give them a go. And you can prove everyone or even yourself. Like I prove myself wrong every day but because I doubt myself. And if that is how you succeed by continuously proving yourself wrong, then you're going in the right direction because the more work you take on is really good and it builds to stuff um and then um eventually you'll get to a point where you're like wow how did i get here which i had yet just yesterday when i bumped into someone i'd seen in ages and i was like you know what actually because we caught up about our time yeah and when it comes to it you um yeah you just you do suddenly look back instead of like because when you're sat on your own at home you're like oh wow that was a busy day i talked about <laughs> what did i talk about yesterday um the slang you don't understand oh wow Slang we don't understand, and that's a really cool topic. You're like, oh, yeah, that's cool. That was today's day at work. In that sense, you're just like thinking about the, the short term, but you bump into someone you haven't seen in like a year or two, mm. and you catch up, and you realize how much you've both progressed. That's the milestone moments where you're like, this is working, but that only comes by just proceeding to do what you can do and taking the opportunities and initiative to sometimes do it yourself before you have a backing doing it. Seb, it's been great talking to you. Thanks ever so much for coming on. That's no problem, mate. Thank you so much for having me. <laughs>